Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555. Free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, we're glad you are. Welcome to the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Bob Getty, I'm here in the Southern Bank Corps studio in Hattiesburg. Luke Johnson in the Southern Bank Corps studio in Laurel. Kelly Santer is at the Sheridan Hotel in downtown New Orleans uh, with Media Day for Sunbelt Conference football. Opening segment sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Great place to cater your next event and have a great meal with your family. And Luke, when you're at uh, Media Day like Kelly is and you got Commissioner Gill about to come on, you know football can't be far around the court. Absolutely. I mean, this is this event, as Kelly will tell us, shows why the Sunbelt Conference is the best group of five football conference in the country. And and it uh, seems like Bob Kelly's been enjoying himself early and often in New Orleans. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure that uh, we knew that was going to happen. Uh, let's let's catch up with the man himself, Kelly Sander, at the Sheridan Hotel in downtown New Orleans with uh, Conference Commissioner Keith Gill. Kelly, take it away. Thank you, Bob, very much. Actually, uh, Arkansas State Coach Butch Jones said exactly what, what Luke Johnson said. He said it's not even arguable that the Sun Belt is the best of the, of the group of five and welcoming Commissioner uh, Keith Gill joining us here now. And in his opening statement this, this morning, Commissioner, you mentioned that, that one of the things that was encouraging about the developments in the Sun Belt, television viewership o- up over 100% last year. Touch upon that and some of the other things that you wanted to get across to Sun Belt fans. Yeah, well, you know, we're really excited about our partnership with ESPN and our viewership. You know, when we had about 18 million viewers the season before. Last year we had around 35 million, so almost 100% increase. So really excited about that and the visibility. Um, also, just talking about the depth of our league. Our league is really quality. Every game is hard. It's going to be a challenge whether you're on the west side or the east side to um, to get through. And I think at the end of the day, that's going to make a deserving championship. So really excited to get started with football for 2023. And you're looking at potentially some more uh, bowl partnerships, uh, you know, down the road. Yeah, you know, I think we really need to have probably seven, eight bowl partners so to try to find two or three more i think is really important for us the cycle doesn't end for 2026 but hopefully you know we'll find some opportunities um or continue to find opportunities before that one of the questions the media brought to you this morning was uh, you know about forgetting the east and west division just going to one big conference but i i particularly like your answer about the, the regional matchups yeah that's the foundation of how we built the conference you know so to give that up after a year or two years doesn't make a lot of sense. I mean, I think we want to really lean in to our regional rivalries, the close proximity, some of the history that has already happened between these schools, and use that to continue the momentum and the energy. And I think if you look at season ticket sales, attendance from last year, all those kinds of things, 
you'll see that there's a lot of energy, and I think the regional rivalries have something to do with that. Because we've talked about the big three football, which is what the focus is today, and I mean, uh, Bob and Luke, there are a lot of media people here today, so if this is any indication as to the level of uh, interest and excitement coming up for the football season, it's going to be a good one. But, Commissioner, you also talked about, let's not forget about the other sports, you know, baseball, softball, some of the other, that you want to make this a complete league. Yeah, we want to be good at everything, you know, and at the end of the day, you know, we got better at basketball, but we need to get better at men's and women's basketball consistently. Our baseball and softball is really good, and that's important to us, particularly in this region, you know. Um, and then, you know, men's soccer is great, men's golf is good. We want to be good at every sport that we play, and, um, and, and that's going to be our focus. One of the biggest developments, of course, is the, is the playoff expansion that comes next year for football. And, and what will that mean for Sunbelt fans? I think it means opportunity. You know, at the end of the day, we want to be able to compete for a championship in football. That's really important to us. And having more space in the college football playoff is just going to open that up for us. So what about just down the road? Part of being leadership is being proactive and not, not reactive. Where, where do you see the conference in, in two or three years down the road? You know, hopefully I see us consistently getting the CFP bid um, so that it, really that conversation isn't can the Sunbelt get a bid, it's which Sunbelt team is going to get that bid. That, that's going to be really important to us. And so, you know, continue to get better at football, continue to have um, more fans come to our game, more visibility on ESPN. All those things are really important. But then to get better at basketball and some of these other sports. And the conference championship game in football will have a, a broader national audience if, that, if that's not an oxymoron. Yeah, no, it's great. You know, we've got to, it's either going to be on ESPN or ABC this year, which is a tremendous opportunity for us. We're really excited, and, and like I said earlier, you know, ESPN has been a great partner for us. They've helped us with our visibility. They've really supported us in good ways and supported our growth, and we can't be more thankful to them for all they do for the Sun Belt. And, and no disrespect to any of the other uh, coaches in the Sun Belt, but when you have the, the coaches with the names like you know Butch Jones and Clay Helton now at, at Georgia Southern and some of the that have been on the, the big national platforms, what does that do to, if you pardon the phrase, legitimize yeah, you know, we've got, you know, people want to come and coach in this league, you know, and I think we've got good brands, we've got good football, and I think when, you know, the, obviously the coaches you named, you think about, you know, Coach Hall and Coach Womack and and um, and, and also just, uh, just great coaches across our league, and that really is important. So I think it helps our brand. I think it helps us keep our momentum, and obviously, you know, good coaches are so important to winning. When you talk to the, the final question, you talked this morning about how the East – the Eastern Division has gotten a lot of the headlines, but really when it comes down to knocking your teeth out and taking a black eye, the West is, yeah. might maybe undersold a little bit. Yeah, well, think about it. You know, the two top teams in the West last year won 22 games combined, you know, and um, and so if you think about that, that's, that's a lot of wins. And so this year, you know, you know South Alabama is going to be good. The West is going to be really strong. Southern Miss is going to be really good. They had a great year last year. They're going to have a better year. This year, I'm certain. So I do think the East seems to get a lot of the scrutiny, but the West is really tough. And I think I think only two teams in the league, both happen to be in the West, Monroe and Southern Miss, have two Power Five games on the road this year, which is going to make it uh, make it difficult yeah, for those no. two teams in particular. Yeah, no, that is going to be you know, yeah, that's going to that's it's always a challenge. Um, so, but I think they'll be up to it. Good coaches, they'll have them prepared, and I'm um, looking forward to those opportunities to get some W. I know you've got about 20 other interviews yet oh. to do today, Commissioner. Thank you very, very yeah. much for your time and continued success. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's great, great to be here. All right, Commissioner Gill, Bob, here at, as uh, Media Day continues.
here at the Sheraton uh, in, in New Orleans, uh, Will Hall and the players for Southern Miss will be joining us here at the Look, bottom. Well, hang on, hang on, on, Kelly. Don't go anywhere right now. Uh, we're going to keep you the rest of the segment. Luke Johnson, I think this is the fourth, maybe fifth time Commissioner Gill has been on the Super Talk Eagle Hour. How refreshing is it to have a commissioner that is so open and available to guys like us? Well, I mean, there's a reason why. So leadership sets the tone for everything else. And so Keith, Keith Gill's always been accessible. And it's just part of his leadership style, and that's why I think we've, we've seen such such success. And one thing that really stood out to me, uh, the fact that now we've doubled the viewership uh, from, from last year and the fact that the conference championship game is going to either be on ESPN or, or ABC um, just kind of speaks to you. And, and he believes that he can get two more bowl bids. I, right. I, I think – that he's a guy that, that people respect, and he's going to get stuff done on, on the members' right. behalf of the conference. All right, Kelly, so you've been there all morning and listening to the various coaches that have, that have come up and talked. What's the vibe down there? Well, I, I, think, I think what's really interesting, Bob, is that all the coaches have talked about, you know, you talk about special teams players, the special, special players, wide receivers and quarterbacks, but what every coach has been emphasizing is line play and how difficult it is to, to be able to recruit really, really good offensive and defensive linemen, and that that's maybe a part of the game that's, that, uh, that people aren't talking about like they should. You know, you've got a quarterback at, at Arkansas State that's pretty good, but Butch Jones is saying, you know, are we going to be, can we protect him? You know, can we keep him on his feet? So uh, I think line play is being, being discussed a lot, and of course, eternal optimism, you know, from, from all of these teams. Everybody's zero and zero, and of course, the, the guy getting interviewed just here to my left is uh, Coach Terry Bowden of Louisiana Monroe. He's been, he's got some great stories, and uh, trying to rebuild Louisiana Monroe, it's, and, and the players, uh, Jay Stanley is here from Southern Miss, Cole Cavallo representing the Eagles. Many people have texted me, and I know I have asked you guys too. Originally, Frank Gore was scheduled to be here, but the good news, he's not injured. Everything is fine. In fact, it's really good. Um, Frank and, uh, is now a father. Uh, his son was born this morning, so he is with mom and his new son. I think Mason, I think is what his name is. But everybody's doing well, and that is why he is not here this morning. But we'll be able to talk to Cole Cavallo and uh, Jay Stanley and Coach Will Hall at the bottom of this hour here on the Eagle Hour. He will address the media at 2.30 today. All right, Kelly, we'll be back with you in about 10 minutes, man. Good work down there. Look forward to uh, hearing from Coach and um, and the two guys. Hi, right, Bob. Thank you. All right. right here. Kelly Sander is at the Sheridan in downtown New Orleans Media Day. Quite a, quite a difference in the atmosphere, uh, Luke, with all due respect, and to some of the media days we observed with the previous conference. And and the other thing, too, is that any listener out there that wants to watch, I mean, you can go on ESPN Plus and watch media days right now. Coach Hall, Kelly said 2.30, unless they changed it. It was 3 yesterday, but it uh, will. I'll try to update that in, in the okay. commercial break to see if there's an updated schedule. But, yeah, I mean, you can go on and watch this, and uh, it's just exciting. People love seeing what these guys have to say preseason. It's a big party in New Orleans the next two days. More from Kelly at the bottom of the hour. Coming up next, though, what are the Golden Eagles in Major League Baseball? We've got two of them playing in the bigs right now. How are they doing? Well, the man that keeps up with that for us is going to be next, Al Holder on the Super Talk Eagle Hour.
You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. All right, many thanks to Sunbelt Commissioner Keith Gill for joining the Eagle Hour again today. Like I told Luke, fourth or fifth time commissioner's been on the show since we joined the Sunbelt. Says a lot about about the leadership in the Sunbelt Conference. Quickly, let me remind you about Noel Daniels Motor Company in Brandon. This is going to be a great segue. You can buy a new Icon cart from the Noel Daniels Motor Company, get it delivered anywhere in the state of Mississippi just for $99. They carry electric uh, carts for all your needs in the golf course, farm, or neighborhood. And remember, they'll deliver it to you right here in Hattiesburg or anywhere you're here in the Eagle Hour for just $99. They always keep a great inventory, always give you the best deal. Regardless, just tell your phone, take me to Noel Daniels Motor Company in Brandon. Or show us uh, or shop us online at noeldaniels.cars. Now, speaking of the Jackson area, Brandon, that area, let's go down to that area and bring on our old friend Al Holder. Is it hot down near the capital city, Al, or is that just here in Hattiesburg? Oh, it's just in Hattiesburg. It's really nice up here. Uh, actually, about 75 degrees here. <laughs> well, that's good because that means I'm coming to your house as soon as, uh, <laughs> as, soon as I get through here today. All right. Uh, you're our go-to guy. You keep up with all of our kids that are playing Major League Baseball and a lot of news here in the last uh, couple of weeks about Matt Walner uh, moving up, back up to the Twins organization. He's been kind of back and forth. And, uh, you know, you sent me a text last night showing that he was doing pretty good, but then I read that he had a bad night last night. What, what's going on with Mr. Walner? Well, you know, his Triple A this year, his OPS was 927, which is really, really good. Uh, when you when you're approaching one, uh, that's the best in uh, in baseball. So his 927, his um, OPS in uh, so far in 2023 in 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 the major leagues in, in, with the Twins is 821, which is still good because a good OPS is 800 or so. So I think uh, his batting average right now is 279. He's hit one home run, four B uh, four RBIs and a stolen base. So I mean he's uh, He's playing good ball. He was 0 for 4 last night, but uh, uh, I think uh, I think he's there to stay as long as he keeps uh, getting on base. He's got some base on balls. And he's he's looked good and scored some runs. So I think he's helped the ball club, and that's what they're looking for. They're going to have to figure out what they want to do with their outfield. They got a lot of outfielders, and they just got to figure out who they want out there, and then uh, make some trades to help the ball club mm-hmm. because they're in first place right now. So they want to help the ball club. They just got to figure that out before August the 1st. I think that's what's going on. All right, Luke, your thoughts about Matt Walner. Yeah. I mean, to, to, to Al's point, I mean, it, Kepler's really been, been the one that, that has kind of kept him in limbo in triple a. And I think Kepler's batting two two twenty two thirty. I think he's at 13, 14 home runs. And, you know that's a guy with that that's got a salary, and so you would think um, that that they've got to decide what they want to do with Matt because there comes a point where you're in between AAA and the major leagues, and so you're not getting really any better in AAA, and you can't take that next step until you face MLB pitching every day, and so it's a tough place for Walner to be in. I think he's had a, like a champ and. And, and I think everybody in the Twins recognizes if he's going to be able to reach his ceiling, he's got to be in the lineup every day. Now, it helps that, you know, he can DH. 
But I, I would – I haven't read any boards or anything. I'm not uh, – Jack could probably tell us more about this as a Twins fan. But be interesting to see what they do with Kepler. I mean, even even around the trade. Uh, and I wouldn't think they would trade Walner uh, at all. But if you're committed to a guy in a contract, I mean, you're just kind of stuck. And so hopefully mm-hmm. so there will be some movement, you know, around the, the trade deadline and maybe get one of those guys out of there so that Matt can see, you know, daily at bats. Yeah, you know, Al, uh, Luke makes a great point. It's all about money and uh, professional sports. Should should the Twins decide to make that move that Luke just referenced, you, in your view, would Matt Walter be an attractive, uh, an attractive trade prospect for some other major league clubs? Of course. I think he's uh, he's his contract right now is what right short of eight hundred thousand. Uh, so you know that's a that's a pretty nice uh, that's a pretty good amount sign. of money to to <laughs> pay somebody to get that kind of production. Yeah. So I think yeah I think uh, somebody that's looking for uh, uh, a, a bat with some power and Matt runs well. He you know he can he can steal a base here and there. He's he's uh, he's a good good defensive player. He's got a lot going for him. And it's just. He's got to find the right fit, and whether that's with the Twins or somebody else, we'll probably know pretty quick here. And yeah. and to that point, I mean, Kepler is in the middle of a five-year, $35 million contract. Kepler makes $8.5 million this year. And so you you would hope, and it's, you know, if you trade somebody, they got to absorb that. But, I mean, Walner, at minimum, is making 90% less. And I think if you put him in the lineup, he could bat better than 230 with 14 bombs yeah. through the first half of a season. Yeah, and it'd be I a agree. lot, lot yeah. better bargain for the money, right? All right, so Agreed. over in Cleveland, the team formerly known as the Indians, or now the Guardians or some weird name like that, uh, they got a guy that was uh, pretty good here named Nick Sandlin. Al, what do you know about him? He's uh, he's pitched in 37 games. His, his, his ERA is... Three point four nine in thirty eight innings, he struck out forty two, and get this, his whip is zero point nine three. Mm. And any time your whip is at one, you're good. Any anything less than one, you're really good. And yeah. so, he, I think uh, he is uh, the perfect uh, some a pitcher to bring in to break uh, to break up what's been going on. Because you, your starting pitcher, you know, he's, he usually has five innings or six innings, and then he's he's been throwing 97, 98, and he's been throwing a lot of sliders. And all of a sudden, you bring in Sandlin for an inning. It's like, uh, oh, what's going on here? And uh, it's uh, he's really good at that. He he just changes everything. And then, of course, after that, you get your setup guy and uh, right. your closer. So I think he has a nice position uh, in uh, – he, he's a valuable player, no question. Right. I, as a matter of fact, I think Hall uh, is going to replicate that wherever he ends up, whether it's mm-hmm. with the Twins or anybody else. All right, Tanner Hall, a great legacy, Luke, of pitching at Southern Miss, got the Wizard of Oz, but has there ever really been anybody as good as Nick Sandlin? What Sandlin did in 2018, and and, and this speaks to what, what, what Tanner can do also, is – Tanner came in obviously more of a a multi inning pitcher, but but Oz really stretched him out. We saw what he did this year, you know, several times over 100 pitches, 120 pitches. But I think what helped Nick was because his first two years he was just a closer, and so what makes Sandlin so good at Southern Miss was 
he he became a dominant closer and then turned into a more dominant starter, and and that's really tough to do. But that's what that's what Ostrander got out of him, and so the benefit now where Nick, you know, as the Guardians, they they know that they can you know he can give them multi innings, or to Al's point, he can come in and and uh, and and get an out in a crucial situation. A lot of times, a, a strikeout. I think Tanner will find his niche if he doesn't find it starting. He's going to be a multi-inning mid-reliever um, that if your starter goes out after four or five innings, he can chew up three innings really quick for, for a team. I suspect they will obviously put him in a minor league rotation just to start, um, but it'll be interesting to see how he develops. But I think that's where his – where his niche is going to be as a mid mid reliever, no question. And and now we're obviously very proud of both of these kids, and um, we've had them both on the radio show. They're just they're they'll always be Southern Miss kids to us. But boy, Nick Sandlin has really established himself as an MLB pitcher. Is that fair to say? Uh, no question about it. And it, it's uh, he is uh, he's he's doing exactly what he was born to do. I don't know if you've noticed, but. The, 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 his body shape is so different than when he was in, in college. <laughs> they worked a lot on his legs. He's picked up three, four miles an hour on his fastball. He can hit mid nineties all day long, and he comes. That ball comes at you from way over here. Uh, at, at, you know, three. He can go three quarters. He can go sidearm, and that's he, he loses very little velocity with it. And, and so he's. Uh, they're going to do the same thing with Hall. He'll. He'll go, what was he, 90, 91, and they'll have him up at 96, 97 probably uh, by next year. Yeah, I love this story. We were we were in the parking lot doing the show the year that Mississippi State came here, and uh, we were told about, I don't know, an hour or so before, a couple hours maybe before the game, we were doing the show, that Nick was going to start. It was Colin Cargill that told us. Nick, I, got a, I got a scoop for you guys. Nick is starting tonight. He had never started a game, and I remember asking him, "Well, is he nervous?" And he laughed. He said, "No, he's back uh, back in the building watching TV." And he yeah. came he came out and just stuffed them out, and and yep. that, that was Nick Sandlin. He was just in college. You you were absolutely uh, under his will. He he dominated everybody. It was just unbelievable, and uh, I I loved watching that guy. All right, so both guys doing well. Matt trying to grab that permanent spot. Luke makes a great point. You're paying a guy $8 million a year. You're probably not going to do a lot with him, but put him on the field. Nick, well-established. Matt, just a matter of time before he finds the right niche. Is that an accurate summary? Yes. We appreciate uh, you. Been, Go ahead. He, he's been in left field the last couple of times. Yeah, so and, and, and moved, made a great catch, I think. Right. I think I saw where he made a really great catch uh, yes. in a game the mm-hmm. other night. All right, buddy, we appreciate you keeping up with it. Uh, glad to hear it's 75 and uh, breezy there uh, in the Jackson area. <laughs> we'll talk to you again soon. <laughs> okay, take care. All right, I'll hold her, everybody. When we come back, Kelly Center back in New Orleans. He's got Cole Kavala and Jay Stanley with him. Don't go anywhere. Southern Miss 
to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, we want to thank Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net for their sponsorship of the Super Talk Eagle Hour, along with 4th Street Bar and Grill. Great place for lunch. Campus Bookmark, the place to buy your Southern Miss swag. Now, don't forget, you can hear the Eagle Hour podcast on Apple, Audible, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or you can just tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Well, this Friday, we're going to be at the Dixie Youth World Series at Doliac Field in Hattiesburg. But today, our Kelly Sander is at the Sheridan Hotel in New Orleans. It is media day for Sunbelt football. He's got Golden Eagles Cole Cavalla, Jay Stanley, and the head coach lined up. So take it away, Kelly. They will address the media, the rest of the media today at 3 o'clock, Bob, as we continue here from the Sheraton in uh, downtown New Orleans. And we'll start uh, with, with uh, two of the players that you just mentioned, Cole Cavallo and, and Jay Stanley. Guys, first of all, Jay, let's start with you. You were a little bit nervous earlier in the day, but, uh, but you're kind of getting used to these questions. What has it been like, first of all, to kind of be on this type of a stage rather than a football field, which you're used to being on that stage? Uh, it's different. Uh, a lot of quits up being at X. Uh, I'm trying to switch up the outs because I don't want to say the same thing too many times, but it's fun. It's a fun experience. Uh, I'm glad I was chosen to come today. Cole, tell me about your your experience here today. I'm the I'm the relief pitcher. Frank couldn't couldn't come today because he had a, a baby boy. Uh, I think last week. So uh, yeah, I just got thrown into the mix about two days ago. So you know, it's been a great time, great experience. It's it's fun to be here. You talked about questions you're getting over and over today so what what would those what would that question be or questions be that you seem to be getting from from other competitors in the Sun Belt that want to know about this Golden Eagle squad uh, I say um probably about like the bowl game like what is, what has they done for us during this offseason uh they asked me a lot of questions about the bowl game win I would think that for a lot of people I I kind of thought that everybody would be asking who who's going to be the signal caller for the team this year yeah, we got a lot of that, and we also got a lot about, uh, hey, who's, who's going to be the quarterback? What's the quarterback situation? And uh, how are they going to incorporate you know, the, the receivers about Brownlee and, and tight ends? So it's, it's, been, it's been fun. How would you describe Because the tight end position has come up a lot today and how tight ends are implemented different ways. How would you describe the usage tight end in Will Hall's offense? Swiss Army Knife. you got to be able to do everything. you know, you got to block. you got to put your hand in the dirt, split out. I mean, he has to do everything, and I'm grateful that he does. I mean, it, it shows, like, everything I can do, so I love it. You're getting some preseason love, Jay, but, but the team as a whole, I think, is not getting your respect. But, and, again, that's all just, just all for entertainment and all that sort of stuff, but I would think you guys could use this to your advantage. Uh, people are looking over us uh, like they did last year. People think we're going 4-8. They said the same thing last year. So it really don't mean that in my mind. I just want to put that work in and just show people. So this is it for you, right? Last last hurrah. So what what's going through your mind now as you get ready to start camp August second? Uh, just enjoying the time, enjoying the time with my teammates. Uh, it's been a long long career in college. Uh, I just want to enjoy the, the last couple of years. Where the last year? And this is radio, so you obviously can't see. But you got to tell us about these kicks you're wearing here. These 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 are over the top. These shoes that you're wearing. Tell us about it. Uh, this is a little, some little Amazella McQueen with the rhinestones on the back. I just wanted to just wear something different today. Luke Johnson, I know that you don't have any Alexander McQueens with rhinestones on the back, but you <laughs> have God. <laughs> that you wanted to ask Jay. See, see, Bob thinks everybody's 83 like himself, Jay. So anyway, hey, but, but uh, you, you did get named first team all conference yesterday. Congrats on that. But be different this year. I think a lot of people will be looking for, uh, for your old number, but you're in a new number this year. Tell us about that. 
Um, seven has always been my favorite number. You know, growing up, looking at the guys like Mike Vick, um, Quad J, Quad J Griggs. I just watched those guys. Those guys uh, motivated me wearing their number. So it's just always been a special number in my heart. So I've been wearing it since literally. It was Dominic Quiwan that was wearing it, and I'm sure you didn't want to wrestle him as as uh, as good as a defensive lineman as as he was. But yeah, the opportunity to do that. So Southern Miss fans, Jay Stanley wearing uh, wearing number seven. Cole, you're back in uh, good old number number thirty three. And uh, like, like Kelly said, you know, being a tight end in, in Will Hall's offense, it requires toughness. But I mean, that just comes with being a Southern Miss Golden Eagle. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the Southern Miss way. And actually, before I answer your question. Uh, some people don't know, but Jay cut his hair. So it's not just the new number change, it's the new hairstyle, too. So oh, wow. Yeah, the, he's, uh, I don't think he's trying to get waves, but I don't know what he's trying to do. But, um, but yeah, tight end and uh, the tight end at Southern Miss, I mean, it's been a great tradition. You know, Julian and uh, Jay Sean came before me, and they really taught me the way. And uh, Ray Ladner, actually, he, he uh, was the main one to t- teach me about uh, being tough and, you know, just playing through things. I mean, I came in and he was he was a year above me and he really just showed me the way how to do things here. And of course, and of course, Luke Will Hall was here, the head coach of Southern Miss. He will address all of the media at three o'clock this afternoon, and that will be televised on ESPN Plus, so Eagle fans can tune in on ESPN uh, Plus. He'll be the last speaker of the day. The Eagles will be featured last. The Western Division is here at media day today. The Eastern Division of uh, of the Sun Belt tomorrow. Coach Hall is decked out in his uh, in his black and gold. Stripe tie. I'll ask you, Coach, the same question I asked the guys. Is there one question that you've been getting over and over, like I suspect maybe has been one question you've been getting over and over? Yeah, everybody wants to talk about the quarterback, you know, except for you, Bob, because <laughs> you've got better things to talk about. You know what I'm saying? That's right, Coach. Uh, you know, one thing about Jay changing number seven, I don't know if he shared with y'all, but Jeff Bauer wore number seven, and so did Will Hall. So that's a special number just all the way around. There did go. you have a mullet like Coach Bauer when you played at UNA, though, Coach Hall? I'm 43. I'm, this haircut I've got at 43, I'm going on about 38 years. Of it. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a consistent guy. But now, now, Cavallo's got some locks going here. So there's sick flow, I guess the girls call it, right? <laughs> yeah, the, the women love Cole. You know, he brings a lot to the table. And, uh,. <laughs> He's a, he's a heck of a guy. Yeah, I, I mentioned that earlier, yes, actually. It's in my family, actually. So, so when you get that question about the quarterback coach, what do you tell them? Well, I tell them that we've got six quarterbacks on scholarship now, which makes us a normal college football program. We inherited a program with only one, and uh, now we're up to six, and we've got highly recruited kids in the room, and the two transfers into spring, a little bit ahead of everybody else. I think they kind of extended that this summer. And uh, so they'll go into fall camp really competing. We'll give everybody a chance to compete. You know, Wilkie's really improved as well. He's got a bright future as well as the rest of our young guys. But uh, we'll name a starter. Uh, we'll name it probably sometime around August 22nd when we transition over to get ready to play game one. But it's going to be fun to watch them compete. I think they they both have competed at a high level, and we feel really confident both of them. So it's going to be fun to see which one really takes hold of the Whichever the one does win it, they're going to be playing at a high level. Coach Hall, a lot of people kind of think that media days are, are fluff, that there's not really a whole lot that comes out of this, like nobody's showing their hands a lot. But I, as a media person, I really like being able to have access to uh, – you guys are always real accessible, but as far as the other teams coming in that you're playing, I think it's just a, a great event. Yeah, I think it's awesome for our players, too. You know, I think Jay and Cole will tell you, and then, you know, Swayze and Jason Brownlee last year, I think it's awesome for them to get in front of people 
uh, to, to be able to do all these neat things and express their opinions and views and see it. Uh, but that's what they're going to have to do later on in life, right? They're going to run their own businesses, be leaders in whatever field they choose. So it's, it's, it's a good learning experience for them as well. But for Jay to get a haircut to go that far? Well, you know, I actually, you know, Luke, you're going to love this. So I get home yesterday, and I looked at Rebecca, and I said, Rebecca, Jay Stanley cut his hair. She went, no. <laughs> so uh, so is, that, is that like, who is that superhero? That, uh, Sam, Samson. Sam, yeah, there you go. Not a superhero, just the yeah, Bible. Yeah, <laughs> Somewhat of a superhero. Yeah, yeah. It's not, he's not, not in Marvel <laughs> Comics, Kelly. He was a real person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There were some superheroes in the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Now, now Coach, uh, Cole didn't cut his locks, did he? I mean, he is sort of the glamour. Glamour player now, on the team. Now Cole's holding firm. He, he's he's the Jimmy Buffett of uh, Sunbelt Media Day. No, no question. And coach, I, I got one question I want to ask. We kind of talked about this uh, earlier. Have you been able to monitor Kelly's behavior down there? Is there anything you can report to us? Kelly, Kelly's doing good. He's got his gold on, and okay. uh, you know he's doing good. We had a we had catfish and fried chicken for lunch earlier. I, I watched him. I think he only got one plate. <laughs> So, uh, no, come on, come on. The plate was the size of Ethiopia, but it was was just one plate. As long as he's being fed, coach, right? He's doing good. He's doing good. Coach, uh, coach, serious question because you you probably have got it. What's the chatter about Dan O'Brien down there from the media and from the league? Yeah, you know, everybody just wants to know our relationship and uh, how much, you know, I think Jay's been asked a lot if things are going to change. There are some subtle changes on the back end, things Dan believes in. But you guys know, I mean, Dan is a super cerebral guy that's a great guy that has been a part of some of the greatest, in the room with some of the greatest secondary coaches of all time, from Belichick to Saban to, to Kirby Smart. And uh, and then, you know, he was at Navy when they were on the greatest run in Navy history probably, or in the, in the new age of Navy history. And then, you know, what we've done here. So we've we got a lot of confidence in Dan and feel really good about where we're headed with him. Coach, we really appreciate your uh, accessibility to our show, and uh, thank you. Know we're your biggest fans, and uh, we just got the practice schedule, so we'll be seeing you at practice and uh, bringing a lot of these great kids on the Eagle Hour in the next few weeks. Yeah, I appreciate y'all. Y'all are welcome to come every day. That's why I sent it to you, and and I, I love how much uh, you know notoriety and publicity you give to our players. All right, and, good. And- and, and Bob, real quick, just a real note, quick note that a text has just been received by Cole Cavallo and Jay Stanley. Beyonce has requested time with them later on today. <laughs> I'm sure they'll find the time too, right? Yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> All right, Kelly. Kelly, hang on. We're going to come back with you in the last segment. Thanks, guys. We'll be right back. All right. Southern Miss to the top. Great stuff with Cole Cavallo, Jay Stanley, and head coach Will Hall as uh, we continue Eagle Hour coverage of Sunbelt Media Days. 
today and uh, tomorrow, Luke and Bob in the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. Kelly down in New Orleans. Before we get back to Kelly, just tell you real quick, fourth segment is always brought to you by DBAT and D1 Training on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Great sponsors of the Eagle Hour. Great place to go, dbathattiesburg.com. Well, Kelly Center at the Sheraton in uh, in New Orleans. And, and Kelly, you and I were, were talking uh, in the break real quick about how a familiar name for Southern Miss fans spent a couple years with the Golden Eagles. Chandler Rogers wasn't with ULM, and that's because he actually transferred to North Texas. Um, and so that's why uh, that name's not there. But you have seen um, Terry Bowden, and uh, you saw John Summerall and, and some more coaches this morning. Who's on tap for this afternoon? Well, the, the more and more uh, on schedule, including, of course, Will Hall we mentioned uh, going on at 3 o'clock right now. The guys from uh, San Marcos. The Texas State Bobcats are, are at the podium, and, and the, the format is the coaches will kind of give an overview uh, of their team and then, the, um, and then introduce the players and what they're all about. Then they'll open up questions, question and answer periods. So Texas State starts the afternoon session. Uh, they're already on the stage. And then at 2 o'clock, Kane Womack and uh, the South Alabama Jaguars will take the stage. Louisiana's Cajuns are scheduled for 2.30, and then Will Hall and the Eagles on at three. I think I erroneously reported earlier that the Eagles would be at two thirty, but they are indeed at three o'clock. And then day two of the Sunbelt Media Days will be tomorrow. The head of the officials will uh, address the conference at ten o'clock in the morning, going over rule changes and things to expect from the officials this year. And then all of the Eastern Division teams, and we're going to have uh, reports and interviews with the Old Dominion Monarchs, who the Eagles will play. Uh, at Southern Miss this year, and we'll also hear from Appalachian State as the Eagles will travel uh, to Boone to play them a little bit later on. But one of the things that the common threads to you guys that's talking down here is how the Sun Belt's kind of going through a metamorphosis. It used to be in the Fun Belt where teams would win or lose, you know, 52 to 51. But as evidenced by the stingy defense that Troy had last year in South Allen and Southern Miss to a degree that this league is is starting to really – the, the defense is really starting to come more into focus. You know, uh, stingy, stingy defense, particularly against the run. So the Sun Belt, you know, might be might be evolving as we see here from, and not so much like a Big Twelve conference, but more, you know, um, a low scoring contest rather yeah. than a high scoring contest with these great defenses. Bob, you're cool with defense, right? I love defensive football, and I think Kelly and I share that. Uh, to me, Kelly, uh, to me, a hard fought. 13 to 10 game is every bit as exciting, if not more so, than a 55 51 game. I think so too, because, um, you know, every single play counts in one of those, uh, those defensive struggles like that. And, and the special teams, you know, field position, punting, uh, place kicking, all those sorts of things seem to bear more importance in those defensive struggles where in the, Offensive, you know, you could go to the bathroom in one of those other games and come back. Twenty points have been put on the board. Right. <laughs> you don't know, you don't know what happened. But it's it's been a great event here, top notch. Sunbelt has uh, really put its best uh, foot forward uh, to make sure that all the media is accommodated and uh, everything's just been great. You guys, I we, hate, I really hate you missed it. We uh, we we do need to ask you a serious question. Are you going to um, basically remind Kane Womack officially that that you're the reason for all his success, the lessons that you taught him in Little League baseball? Actually, I was telling some of the other reporters from around the, the conference today about, about my relationship and coaching Kane in Little League. And he kind of heard the story, and he came over and talked and, and verified everything. He's been such a good sport about all that. How many times um, has anybody ever verified anything that you've ever said? I mean, that's that's got to be rare, huh? 
Well, because I'm so full of it, you know, you need official verification. <laughs> you know, so you have a part-time uh, guy that works for you just to clarify things you say. Isn't that just, correct? Yeah, I remember Barney Fife said he'd never put anything on the bulletin board until he had official verification. <laughs> so, <laughs> Only you would know that. <laughs> that's right. So it's been a great day, guys. And tomorrow we'll have we'll have more reports for you from uh, from the Sun Belt Football Media Days, and again, all of it televised on ESPN Plus. Good stuff, Kelly. We appreciate you, man. We'll check in with you tomorrow. Thanks, Bob. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Kelly Sanders at the Sheridan Hotel in downtown New Orleans. A quick reminder about 4th Street Bar and Grill. A great place to enjoy lunch five days a week. D1, D-Bat, great place to take your children for baseball and softball training. They're on the uh, on Hardy Street with a state-of-the-art facility, D-Bat, training adult athletes of every age. And Mo Bay Beignet Company, where Luke Johnson consumed six beignets in less than three minutes to set the record uh, that still stands, as far as I know, for Mo Bay Beignet. They're on Hardy Street. They're right across from the campus. And uh, it's always a good day for a beignet, Luke. Absolutely, and it's even better with uh, with their sauces. And I'm just telling you all, if you go in there and they have – like they have the strawberry and, you know, fall will come. Take some of the buttercream, mix it with the fruit flavor, and you can thank me later when you see me because that's how, how, how you do it How would you describe that? What would that, what would that taste like? Um, it was like it, it was like it was almost like strawberry shortcake mm. on it, you mm-hmm. know, so it was just this, mm-hmm. this cream and strawberries and cream is what it tasted like. And you, what I always do, and I've told you this before, I just kind of mix it with the powdered sugar, and then I get a frosting. So it, it's just it's really, really <laughs> solid. Follow the man's advice, Mo Bay Beignet. Kelly will spend the night in New Orleans. Hopefully he'll be on the show tomorrow. We're looking for him at 1 o'clock as media day for Sunbelt football continues. Until then, Southern Miss. To the top. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.